This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by Sexy Short Stories. Link in the description for your quick and mischievous stories. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's best erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Feast your eyes to the inspiration of this story, Mia Malkova. Check her Instagram linked below. And you'll have a good time listening to our friends' erotic stories. The next story is posted by Use. Haley writes, from our slash erotica, the title of this post is, How the World Works Now, Part 2. Sit back and enjoy the story. It had been a month since I had taken Erin in. A month since she gagged on my cock in the grocery store. A month since her pussy of a boyfriend had left her. A month since she had agreed to come with me. She hadn't known what I had planned for her. Of course, she'd believed me when I said all wanted was a daily blowjob. You should have seen her face when I took her down to my shelter. She was so nervous, shaking like a shitting dog. And then as I led her into my bedroom, her eyes flashed with fear as she spotted the makeshift collar attached to my bedpost. As expected she tried to run. I managed to catch her and pin her to the ground where I explained her predicament. Then I gave her to options. Option 1. Stay with me and wear the collar. I'll admit it, I lied. I do want more than a blowjob. I'm going to fuck you. Hard. But at least you'll be fed and watered. You'll never leave the shelter. But you will be safe. Or you can choose option two, where I drag you outside and trade you with a bandit gang. You'll be tossed around like a piece of meat, and I doubt they'll give you any of their food. You will be abused and then you will starve. Erin broke down. She started to scream and wail as I held her down, shouting all sorts of gibberish. Cursing me, cursing meal, cursing God. I slapped her and she stopped. Again, I gave her to options. She chose the collar. Her body went limp and I stripped her. I tossed her clothes in the trash. She wouldn't be needing them anymore. The collar was of my own design, an invention I was quite proud of if I'm being honest. It was constructed from an old leather belt and a bike chain that I'd found in a derelict garage. Inserted into the belt were small, metal studs. These made it so whoever was wearing the collar would never quite get used to it. Every time they moved their neck, they'd feel a small twinge of pain, a constant reminder that they belonged to me. I placed the belt over her head and pulled it tight, not enough that she couldn't breathe but enough that it would choke her if she tried to escape. The chain was long enough that she could move about a meter and a half away from the bed. This also allowed her to be placed on the mattress, depending on the position I wanted to use her in. From the other room, I got to dog bowls and placed them next to her. I filled one with water and the other with cereal. As soon as I moved away, Erin leaned over the food and started shoving handfuls into her mouth. I stroked her head thinking how quickly someone will degrade themselves when they're starving. I moved the food away. That's enough. She looked up at me, her cheeks were still stained with my cum. I just realized, you don't even know my name. What should you call me? I thought about telling her my name, but something stopped me. She didn't deserve to know it. She was a dog, and a dog needs an owner. A master, even. From now on, I said, you're gonna refer to me as master. She nodded absently. Say it. Tell me how grateful you are that master rescued you. I'm, she began, 
Her voice was coarse due to the collar. I'm extremely grateful that you rescued me, master. Good girl, I nuzzled her chin. Why don't you have a little sleep while I go and check the perimeter on the floor tonight? But if you're good, I may let you sleep in the bed with me. I stroked her head again and left the room. As Erin curled up in a ball and closed her eyes, the shelter perimeter was secure. It had laser sensors that would set off an alarm if breached and net traps hidden under the leaves that would string up anyone who stepped on them. I checked every single one to make sure they were still in working order, and by the time I had finished, it was late into the evening. When I returned, Erin was sleeping. She was holding her legs up to her chest and snoring softly. I stood over her. The sight of that small, delicate body, the knowledge that she belonged to me and that I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to her, made my cock rock hard, gently, without waking her. I took her in my arms and placed her on the bed. She was as light as a feather. I stripped off my clothes and watched her sleep for a few minutes, stroking my cock. Then I mounted her. I kissed her and squeezed her tits, then gradually forced my cock into her pussy. This woke her. At first, she looked around, like she had forgotten where she was. Then she stared into my eyes and it all came flooding back to her. She tried to fight me off, which I found rather exciting. Her pussy was tight and so, so warm. And as I fucked her, she became incredibly wet. You're enjoying this, aren't you? I said, ramming my whole length into her, bottoming out in her womb. You're such a fucking slut. You enjoy being collared, don't you? The mattress creaked and the headboard slammed against the wall, each of my thrusts shaking the bed and making her tits jiggle. All the while she refused to look at me. I didn't like that. I needed to see her big, brown eyes as I ruined her innocence. I slapped her. Look at me, I roared. Look at me. She turned her head and stared at me. Her eyes were empty. There was nothing in there. In a single day, she'd gone from being a desperate and hungry girl to an empty-headed cock slave. That emptiness made me happy. Knowing that I'd broken her so quickly, it made my cock twitch inside her. I needed to fill her up. I took her legs and pushed them up, almost folding her in half. She yelped as I stuffed my cock back inside her and continued to ravage her. Several thrusts later, I detonated inside her. My orgasm spilled out and coated her insides with my seed. I kept thrusting, draining my balls into her petite body. When I was done, I went limp on top of her, my softening dick still inside her. We were both covered in sweat, and she was trembling. I whispered in her ear, You're gonna be such a fun fuck toy. I fell asleep, holding her tight against my body. I woke in the night and fucked her again, and in the morning before I got dressed I drained my balls a third time, this time down her throat. Afterwards, she crawled off the bed and curled up next to her food. Over the next four weeks, I fucked her at least three times a day. If I didn't creampy her, I would stand up and make her finish me off with her mouth, and she would always swallow. She got punished if she didn't. She had become so obedient. Whenever I returned home from scavenging she'd crawl up to me and start stroking my cock through my trousers before lying back and spreading her legs for me. And after her pussy was full with my load, she'd fall asleep clutching me and sucking her thumb. I'd completely broken her. At least, that's what I thought. I didn't notice at first. Why should I have? She was my empty-headed cock slave, whose only thoughts were about pleasing me. So, naturally, I didn't notice when things started to go missing. It was little things at first. Buttons off my clothes. Shoelaces. Cups. Pencils. Pens. Pieces of paper, you know, the type of junk my shelter was full of. 
But then, one night after Aaron had swallowed my load, I noticed the survival knife in my belt had been removed from its sheath. I looked around the room. Under all the furniture, in all the places things go missing. Aaron sat sheepishly on the bed, looking at her feet. After an hour of searching, I concluded that the bitch had stolen from me. I jumped at her and slapped her. Where is it? I know you have it. Please, master. I don't know what you're talking about. Fucking tell me, or I'm gonna go out into that wasteland and find every single bandit, thug, and cannibal and invite them back here to fuck you. She sobbed, master. Please. I slapped her again. If she were hiding something it couldn't be anywhere, on her body as she was always naked. I climbed off and examined the end of the bed, where she slept. I slapped her food and water bowls to one side, covering the floor with their contents, and looked under the bed. A floorboard had come away. It was loose. I pressed down on it, and it popped up. Inside the crevice was a collection of stolen items. The miscellaneous stuff I mentioned before, and most importantly, the survival knife. I took it and stood up. Erin had crawled as far up the bed as the collar allowed her. She was shaking and crying and saying all sorts of random babble. What I could make out was the occasional beg for forgiveness. You little cunt, I said, anger building up inside me. After all I've done for you, I grabbed the chain of the collar and pulled her towards me, choking her. I held the blade of the knife next to her face. What were you planning to do? Huh? Gonna slit my throat while I slept. Please, master. I'm so, so sorry. You're a little thieving cunt. I feed you. I keep you warm. I keep you safe. And this, I shouted in her face, is how you repay me. Master, please. You need to think about what you've done. Luckily, I know just the place. I slapped her and then undid the collar. Wearing it for a month had made the flesh of her neck go pink and tender. I grabbed her wrist and dragged her off the bed and out of the room. She screamed and wriggled, but my big arms managed to hold her in place. The shelter had a basement. I used to use it for storage, but it became a hassle having to go down the stairs every time I needed something. So I brought all my supplies upstairs and the basement has been unused ever since. I even cut the electricity down there, so the room is always pitch black. The perfect place to think about your sins. I kicked open the basement door and yanked Aaron down the stairs. The room was murky and covered in cobwebs. I used a flashlight to find a strong pipe and then attached the collar's chain to it. I had to pin Aaron to the ground to get the belt back around her neck, and this time I tightened it so she could barely breathe. This is what you get when you steal, I said, letting her go. Master, don't. I'm so sorry. I'll be good, she begged, her voice now raspy and croaky. I didn't reply. I just double-checked the chain to make sure it was secure and went back up the stairs. Aaron screamed and pleaded with me as I shut the basement door, leaving her in complete darkness. I went back to the bedroom, her shrieking now just moans muffled by the floorboards. I lay in bed and tried to sleep, but my mind was racing trying to decide what Aaron's fate was going to be. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to rate and subscribe to be notified for future uploads. Thank you to the Patreons that help this podcast run smoothly. You have been listening to our Friends Erotic Stories.